Hello, Bronzies. How goes it? Happy to have you again this week. Thank you for sticking around with us. As always, you got Zach here on this fine day. Uh, as per usual, across the table from me, you got Dougie Fresh. What up? And we are absolutely thrilled to have joining us on the podcast today, Mr. John Sukdu Singh of Lexrum. John, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Heck yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we're uh, we're all here on the podcast feeling nice and refreshed today, as today was the time change and all that, so everybody's feeling good, that's good. And uh, yeah, I guess kind of with the with the start of this new week, we all... Uh, one one question we always like to ask our guests, uh, just to kind of get a get an understanding of what they're listening to. John, what bands, artists, metal or non-metal, what have you, have you been listening to as of late? Um, so it's been kind of all across the board for me um, lately. It's been a lot of a lot of Sleep Token, a lot of Spirit Box. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sleep Token is just like ever since one of my bandmates uh, showed me them, it's been you get kind of get sucked into the lore of everything like the masks and stuff at first it's like oh uh, slipknot uh, masks but then it's there's just so much more to them and the way they layer the music and everything that they've been doing marketing wise it's just it, it's an, it intrigues me and they're the brand new album that they put out like um atlantic is the first song on the album and that that one's just been like non-stop on repeat for me um spirit box it's also from kind of um uh, let's say what we strive to be marketing wise like spirit box is very very on the money with everything that they do and the music's just great so Mm -hmm. it's it's in between those two some don broco sprinkled in there somewhere and then um lately um eskimo cowboy i found them while 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 in one of my music rabbit holes on youtube just going in and i'm like eskimo what are they wearing all right this intrigues me so um and i guess it speaks to like my european the european side of my ancestry where like the the uh, hard bass drops and everything i just i just love everything about it <laughs> dude heck yeah. i love eskimo cowboy they, so much oh yeah like two two bands in particular out of that lineup you just provided that are just nailing it in terms of killer music and killer marketing as you were saying spirit box and and then mm-hmm. eskimo eskimo cowboy just like to be able to time after time after time uh kind of marry marry as you were saying like this electronic kind of like pumping style with like with some features of of heavy music uh and be able to like market that to where you're getting millions of views for every single video Their music videos are so fucking good too they're absolutely they're bananas. hilarious dude <laughs> <laughs> they're bowl cuts and the, the bull, oh my god first the mullets then the bull cuts it's like and, and and all the little details that you could just like they're having a blast and you're just thinking like man those little and that um and what, what's the song we got the moves and they have those little rubber hands on their fingers <laughs> yeah. and just like with the little microphones just like it's the stupid stuff that like bands like in between each other like oh we have that inside humor and we're always like the stupid jokes that they come up with probably someone on the fly just thought hey what if we have little hands on our fingers (laughs) i got a great idea y'all hear me out little hands with a little microphone (laughs) dude i love that i was like bent over watching that dude i was just laughing yeah Yeah. it's it's so great that that things like like or, or groups like eskimo cowboy kind of exist and they're doing things like that i have no problem with with this but a lot of bands you know like you'll kind of get the 
like the default like metal music video style where it's like one band's playing in like like a roll area and then like side stories happening happening in b roll area so for them to have like this totally unorthodox just out there like like format to their videos is just hilarious i love it definitely it's definitely a selling point and when you when you look at like their older songs and their older videos it was much more serious beforehand and and the it's just like such a transition because you find something that works for you and like i mean some people call it selling out i don't really call it selling out i call it smart marketing because like you make something you guys are having a blast while doing it and everyone else is enjoying it why not why not embrace it they only call it selling out because it's like well, I didn't have that fucking idea first, so you're a sellout. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all it is. Like everybody called yeah. Bring Me the Horizon sellouts. It's like, no, dude, you just they did it first, and now you're pissed because they're all successful and you're not. And and people are exactly. people are like they dismiss like the actual semantics of like selling out. Like what is like like I hear that and I think to myself like, okay, sure, there's like the the connotation of like you're uh, kind of relinquishing like yourself for for money or, or this or that, but it's like, aren't you trying to make a business out of this? <laughs> like selling out, like, shouldn't you be like patting people? Well, on they sell out of, yeah. It's like, <laughs> how do you sell out of music? Like, how do you run out of it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Music's always been such, music's always been such like a, a production factory. And like back in the day, it was like, you had like Tin Pan Alley and you had whole buildings like of writers just writing music and finding someone like, Hey, this guy like let's push the music this guy like the elvises like the crooners of the time like they're just like pushing music to them and like hey you sing this you can sing i i you have the image like let's do this and i mean if bands like right now you know they find something like like i said they find something that worked for them uh that works for them people like it so why not mm-hmm. you know yeah and uh just just since you were kind of mentioning this a few minutes ago i'm curious like so you're, you're saying for sake of, uh, you were saying it specifically in, re- in reference to Spirit Box, but uh, you're saying you listen to them for sake of one, their music's really good, and two, for sake of marketing. Uh, what kind of what kind of ways do you do you feel like uh, uh, Luxorm is is taking those marketing ideas and applying in in, a, in your own way? Well, um, first off, like the social promo, the whole plan behind everything, it's it's all so planned out and for us right now this this is the first time that we're working with like a pr agency and they have a whole plan set up for us um when we did our first album last year was during the height of the pandemic it was music that we had been sitting on for so long that we were just like you know what it's we have nothing out there it's time we got to release it um and we basically just threw out a whole album um which looking back now might not have been the the right idea as a as a beginning band and um you know while it did get some good some good traction some good publicity in our own circles and like in smaller circles and in our local scene i I feel like we could have done that so much better so looking at people like spirit box that you know their merch is just fantastic like that's the the whole idea behind their merch is like oh this is clothes that people who don't know the band would want to wear, you know, that's so taking that in mind while we are designing our own merch line right now, our own website design, we're doing the whole, um, you know, the social media campaigning um, music video is, has been filmed. It's in the works, you know, we're following kind of like 
taking some inspiration from them and you know adding our little bit of our own flair because you can't you can't copy exactly either mm -hmm. because you have to find your own niche within within this giant market of like talented musicians because there's talented musicians everywhere like so many talented musicians and that's why in like conservatories and stuff like that i find like they don't teach people how the business actually works it's like you can be a great musician but who knows you who knows who you are where can they find you and then you know yeah. that's that's kind of it. it really becomes like a matter of it's it's insane uh i mean this this all goes without saying but it's something that i was just that i was hearing being vocalized like super straightforward on on a podcast or something the other, the other day where it's like musicians are, are now like their roles have like greatly changed and this is <clears throat> even something we've talked about on the podcast before where it's you're like are you are, are you a good guitarist or a good singer or a good drummer? That's that's great, but how well can you put yourself out there like to everybody? It it requires you to be a, like a like an independent marketer. It depends you it, it it forces you to be a producer to some extent and so yeah, like it's I don't know, to be able to to fare well, you you really need to like move past just like what your one specialized uh musical talent is. That's for sure. It really is. And when I when I really started like on the whole social media thing, this is before we met up with the PR agent and anything, anything, I can literally sit there on my phone all day and just work. Mm -hmm. So like you're on Instagram, you're posting stories, you're checking out people to follow your fault. You're looking at at people that follow you or shows that you've done and venues that you've played at. And you're just looking at all these people and you could just sit there all day, follow people, give it a break because otherwise Instagram, Instagram and Facebook think you're a bot and then they'll, <laughs> they'll ban you, which has happened regrettably at, at one point or another. <laughs> but I mean, it's just a whole other, it's just a whole other aspect to it that we, we just, people, you know, forget about They're just like, Oh, the music's good. It should it should get some traction and then there's all these things with like algorithms like on on youtube on instagram on spotify on facebook and mm. they basically that basically reward you for keeping people on the site longer which yeah <laughs> is yeah it's it's weird and just like having to like i uh like for an old day job that i had back in the day it was me having to deal a lot in in like seo uh and uh and just advertising and whatnot. And it's, it, it really kind of is weird. Cause then you're, it, it, you're also at, we're at, we're at a point in time where instead of really catering to an audience, you first have to cater to a, a piece of, of coding script an algorithm as, as you're stating there. And it's like, how, how weird that we're having to kind of like appeal to computers prior to, to people in this day of marketing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is crazy because, you know, in real life, sometimes, I mean, crazy thought, but in real life, sometimes it feels like everything is an algorithm as well. Because have you ever noticed that when you think about something or when you're researching something, say um, I'm in the market for a certain type of car, I want a Toyota Tacoma, mm -hmm. let's say, you'll see that car literally everywhere. <laughs> It'll pop up everywhere on the street you'll see it go by or if you think about someone like you'll see people that look that, at them things that remind you so much of it it's like also uh, i have a lot of friends that like love the whole number the number theory thing and like if there's like a 111 somewhere or like an 1111 or a 222 you'll see that 
they they mention it to you and you'll see it pop up literally everywhere so sometimes i feel like you know the simulation that we live in right now has an algorithm as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's funny that you mentioned like if you if you're if you're in the market for like a tacoma then you see them everywhere it's it's almost like you know ad placements in real life <laughs> like right, you did exactly. you did a google search for one thing and then it shows up in your in your feed and <laughs> same thing in real life though wow simulation yeah that's so weird how that works <laughs> i know right it's nuts it's like the law of attraction is some algorithm or something like that weird shit law of attraction yeah. <laughs> that's it um, i wonder if there's i wonder if there's like a scientific theory that like explains that or anything like i like listening to uh, neil degrasse tyson a lot on on the things that he said but it's the thing that always comes back with him is like it's humans innate characteristic that we're able to recognize patterns mm -hmm. even when there's not so maybe maybe it's just our brain like filtering out everything and realizing the patterns and like oh that car he was looking at that car earlier so let me just show him that car like everywhere <laughs> he goes right now so, i feel like if i got too in yeah. depth with that my head would just explode like scanners dude that stuff's crazy <laughs> i was like i was hearing something the other day oh i was watching an episode of hot ones and it was with uh selma hayek uh and she was talking like to some extent about like string theory because that's like when you're dealing with even like different probabilities of life too and i'm like this shit just what is string theory so beyond me what the fuck is that i i, I suppose if if my understanding is correct if i'm if i'm wrong then apologies to somebody email and, us if he's wrong yeah somebody just just <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just really give it to me. But uh, I believe it has to do with, like, parallel universes and, like, probabilities and how, like, outcomes of real-life situ situations change based on those probabilities at at absolute simplest. Wow. But I don't know anything about it, so we won't get into it. But just crazy, <laughs> <laughs> crazy shit like that. Um, oh, my God. But, uh, uh, but actually, so this is a weird segue, but speaking of speaking of simulations, that got me thinking of you know like if we were living in a video game and i look behind you and i see that you have this wonderful <laughs> tapestry of different video games <laughs> <laughs> wanted to, i wanted to see uh if if you're if you're playing any games in particular if so what's your what's your what's your plan at the moment oh man so i'd love to have time to be able to play games every single day but <laughs> that's, at, at this point in life it's just not the reality of the situation but smash bros like with my cousins and my best friends that's the newest smash bros like sora just came out like i was up in orlando because they live over there and it's just every day like when we get together that's playing it every single day if i'm like visiting them um we used to settle my my college roommate and i we used to settle arguments with like oh who's gonna do the dishes all right let's settle <laughs> smash in smash so, <laughs> yeah. i love it any other and then the other game that i that i really like is a uh, monster hunter because i used to play it way back um when it was still only on the playstation portable and uh, we get in together and we have like land land parties where you like do the little switch and everyone's uh everyone's psp connects and like we're, we'd hunt monsters together and it's just it's again same cousin that we play smash bro with um he'll call me up he's like hey you want to hunt some monsters i'm like oh yeah let's go <laughs> and this new monster hunter game is it's such like quality of life because in the old monster hunter game you'd have to go run the whole way find the monster somewhere in the map paintball him to track him throughout the map and then um and then you'd have to hunt them and in this one you have like a dog that you ride into battle like this giant dog that you ride into battle and then um 
you you don't have to paintball the monster at all you see where it is right on the map so like i feel like it's for all the the monster hunter fans that grew up and like oh re they realize oh these guys have less time to sit there for like 50 minutes and hunt a monster so okay we're gonna make it easier for them they don't have to do all this all this uh, run around <laughs> stuff they can just go hack and, and it, it became more of a hack and slash game than anything else because it used to be more of a i think like an action rpg mm. so yeah yeah some of those games dude it's just like you want me to fucking do what it's like i don't have time for this like you, don't put this in the game i don't have time for this shit. like in uh, some of the assassin's creeds dude it's just like i gotta track this guy like how the fuck you know it's like nah, dude, I, I put that bitch in rest mode dude i'm like i'm not doing this right now probably won't do it ever so Good job, guys. <laughs> it's it's also when they make a video game stupidly hard. Like, I'm about to piss off a fandom, but, like, the Dark Souls series, like, oh, my God. And I have a lot of friends that love it for the artwork, the game, and everything, and love playing. But I'm just, like, the, my, my cousin will have, he tried to get me into it. He's, like, okay, here's, here's the first level. Go for it. And, like, first level, I think I died in, like, 30 seconds. I'm, like my guy like why would you play this it's so fucking hard it just feels like frustration like this whole game through have you played then, dark souls uh, i haven't played dark souls oh now. my god <laughs> buy like 10 controllers because you're gonna twist nine of them i'm not kidding like that's how hard it is dude like it took me probably four hours to beat the first boss of uh -huh. dark souls 3 i was like i can't figure this out i was like how do i even get close to this guy he's like 30 feet tall i'm just some dude with rusted fucking armor on and i gotta kill this thing it's like i can't even get close to him it took me four hours dude i was that game will piss you dude that will raise your blood pressure it will kill you i'm not even like bloodborne's like the same way dude like all those games are fucking they're just nuts dude i'm like this is like torture uh for real like you're sitting there just being tortured <laughs> It's like, and then they came out with the Japanese one, Seikiro, which is like by the same creators and everything. And it's just like, oh my god! Like, I'll I'll watch my friend play it and just die over and over and over. I'm like, how can you? How can you sit here? How can your mind handle this abuse? Right? Yeah, it's crazy, and it sucks because like, if they just dialed it back a little bit, like those games would be amazing because like the artwork's super sick like the settings are super sick mm -hmm. like every concept behind those games is just amazing but it's like i can't enjoy it if i can't fucking get if, through if it you know I'm like, saying? don't like, live just, long enough exactly right <laughs> like you you spawn go try to kill an enemy and it's like then you have no health and the next guy hits you and just you are dead and then boom you're back in it it just keeps like just you, cycling over you are dead the game <laughs> right yeah exactly that's what they should call it they say that the artwork um, one of my friends told me that the artwork is based on uh, the manga berserk have you guys have you guys ever read that one no. uh -uh. r.i.p kenta romura no you guys not manga no manga enthusiasts I, I i haven't gotten gotten too into manga so but uh but everybody kind of like hypes it up between like that and like anime and whatnot. So yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. We're all like in the band, at least like we're all, we're all nerds for that and that kind of stuff. Like that's why, that's why we call ourselves like your favorite prog nerds. Cause we're all like kind of on the nerdy side I, I <laughs> when it comes that. to stuff like that. And um, yeah, Berserk, Berserk is like one of the, one of the favorites that we're always like talking about. And then the other one is one piece, mm -hmm. like one piece is uh, essentially about, 
it's one guy that wants to be pirate king and his adventures along the way but like the world building and like the stories and everything it's it's actually come to the point where i like what are you guys watching right now because i like it's come to the point where i like anime storylines and manga storylines like way more than like your average tv show your average run-of-the-mill tv shows because they've just become like kind of predictable at this point and like with the with the manga it's like yeah there's a predictability to certain aspects of it but the actual storyline just throws you for such a loop like mm-hmm. do you guys watch squid games at all or anything like that we have yet to check that out i haven't but... checked it out yet no that one was oh. that one was like seriously hyped up though uh and it sounds kind of like a cool like an interesting thought in theory too so might have to give that one the time i feel mm-hmm. like um it has that i feel like out of all the shows on tv right now that one has the most similar to like an anime storyline uh-huh. so that's why that's why i like i watched it i was like okay okay this can this one can can pass yeah and even in like even in the production of it too just from like seeing clips here and there uh like even just like the way it's shot, uh, cinematography wise, it like looks very. It, it looks almost like animated in like the way that yeah. it's the way that it's kind of shot. So uh, yeah. I have both of those noted: the Berserk and One Piece. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check that stuff out for sure. Right, for sure, <laughs> for sure. I read like Shonen Jump, uh, Yu Gi Oh when I was a kid. Yu Gi Oh, like that that was a thing. Yeah, I, I checked out some of that. Like uh, I didn't really reach out like too too far past that but mm-hmm. it was cool i mean yeah the draw the artwork uh, was cool yeah did you have the, we ha- i used to have a i still have it probably somewhere around here i have like the decks and like i play Yu-Gi-Oh cards against like my friends dude you <laughs> that one was a, that one's a really big one uh i've got a us. i used to have a shit ton of Yu-Gi-Oh cards but i don't know where they went <laughs> i used to have a deck i don't know if i still have it anymore i kind of made that transition to magic the gathering Mm. That's uh, that, I I never got into that one for some reason. Like my friends will play that one, and um, I mean I'm not at the same level as some of my bandmates. Like with with the, on the whole nerdy side, because like uh, I always thought of myself as like that weird in between of like oh I love sports and love being active, but I also love the nerdy stuff. But they'll they'll be like playing Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, and I'll be like okay, that's kind of where I. Uh, I'm open to it, but that's kind of something I've never really gotten into. It just takes yeah. so long. That, that, that's, that's my problem is like, mm-hmm. if it can be done in an hour, I'd try it. But yeah. it's like, yeah. you guys have 12 hours to sit here and play a game with. Dude. And just to learn the, just to learn like the rules of any of these games too. Like is that's, that's your, your hour right there. It's right. just figure yeah. out how, yeah. how it works. <laughs> Just well, to with be the like card games, there's like a booklet, or you just you know, if you're in a game and you you don't know, you just Google it. It's like yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Like where the fuck do you even start with that? Like yeah. I feel like the book's <laughs> got to be like fifteen hundred pages. Uh uh-huh. I, I don't know. It's yeah. crazy. The only the only like long long uh, time span game like that that I that I have like consistently put myself through in the past has been Risk. I enjoy that a lot. That's risk fun. is risk. good. Risk is yeah. fun. Yeah, I was pretty good at risk. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think fun. I think I was like more on the Monopoly side. Oh, like Monopoly's I, I play Monopoly. Like we play Monopoly with the family, and that one just go, that'll go on for like hours. It gets and, heated too. Yeah, oh, I've almost yeah, gotten super fist fights over Monopoly. <laughs> it's like you can't fucking do that. It's like, watch me. 
I just did. It's like, how do you like this? This rent? It's oh like five God. grand. Fork it over. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. Or somebody lands on free parking with like like a thousand dollars. It's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Fuck shit. you. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. It's kind of like Monopoly shows you why everything like in real life, like economics wise and everything is so polarized. It's like kind of like a simplified version of everything else. But it's like, this is why fights break out. Dude, for real. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's actually so true. Just like the the... You could learn a lot about how somebody, how somebody kind of, I don't know, looks at looks at money, looks at value of that sort, looks at like trading, uh, based on how they go about the game Monopoly. It really is like a pretty pretty, uh, you know, like a transparent kind of veil that lets you see through really nicely. <laughs> yeah, get to know someone's approach better. So, um, yeah. that's a, that's a crazy game. Like I think. <clears throat> Like what? Why we always played it was like we had like Spider Man Monopoly, uh-huh. you know, or like <laughs> uh, Rick and Morty Monopoly. Like yeah, it, it, I I I never ever played regular. like the regular ones. I was like, this is lame. But like you know, the special editions, the special edition ones. I was like, that's that's more my speed. Yeah, that's like me with Risk. Uh, whenever whenever I'd get together with my buddies, we'd play Middle Earth Risk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'd and we'd have Lord of the Rings just playing on full marathon as we as we went about it. Oh, God. <laughs> Star Wars. What's that? You don't want to play Star Wars in the background? I just never had. I, I, it was both. my buddies, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, and speaking of speaking of time, like Middle Earth, uh, Lord of the Rings, you you got to take out a whole like a whole week to watch that Dude, <laughs> from from beginning to end like all the movies like all six movies that are out and like mm. if you don't count the animated ones it's oh my god <laughs> yeah i hadn't even i haven't seen the i've only seen the original three and the last time i watched them was a long time ago but uh uh i haven't seen any of the newer like hobbit ones or you haven't watched them no i haven't seen them all yet. yeah wow so god. Uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be that's another movie on our, on our yeah. list that i gotta check out <laughs> well like the last one came out like six or seven years ago. i mean it's a while ago yeah i was mean i've been meaning to get around to it yeah <laughs> i just i just you know the last six or seven years just kind of got by me <laughs> yeah <laughs> That happens. It's crazy. It's crazy how fast time's been going. It's like Dude, for real. it's fast and slow at the same time because last year lasted approximately six years, but like <laughs> this year, yeah, I like uh, I, this year I sneezed and it went from like <laughs> from March to now. Like whoa, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Like yeah, just everything. Everything's totally different at this point, and I don't know. Just timing. Timing is weird. So. Yeah. I don't know. Got to stay that much on time, and and I guess kind of kind of thinking of time and like the fact that you were saying you're you're kind of generally kind of kind of bogged down with stuff to be able to uh, that's keeping you from like you know gaming or doing this or that. What are some of the things that have been kind of occupying your time? I'm sure a huge part of that is devoted to to <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Luxrum products uh, projects and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. Luxrum is Luxrum is taking up most of my time right now. I mean, I have. I have kind of a day job right now, but as I'm waiting for like paperwork and everything to like finalize for me being here, it's uh, it's a bit of like a you know a gray area where where it comes to that. But it's like mostly it's Luxrem, it's um, it's family, it's girlfriend, it's social, it's uh, you know trying to find time to be healthy and active as well. And I mean, uh, unfortunately, I just got into a kind of of a spill <laughs> oh wait here in miami so 
Is that a sl- yeah, is like, that a slave? Oh, I didn't even realize that was a slave. Oh, no. <laughs> what 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 happened? Um. All right. So there was. I take. I usually take like one of the scooters that's outside the Uber scooters that you can rent. Yeah. Um, and and go around. And there was someone parked in the bike lane right where the train crossing is close to close to where I live. And um, me and me going around it essentially like where the bike lane crosses the train tracks so you can't fall like it goes perpendicular to it um i had to go a slightly different angle and the front wheel got caught in like one of the train tracks and like i was going 13 miles an hour so i like flew forward uh, i i landed on my hand i rolled out of it and like the rest is oh my god the rest is <laughs> oh my god that sucks i'm so sorry that blows but, what's nah. the, what's the extent of the of the damage that you're that you're dealing with on that so right now I, do, I can't I don't even know because I went to an urgent care and they said okay so it might be it might be a non-displaced fracture of your radius and um, uh, but I can't really tell from the picture but with the tenderness and the swelling like I don't want to risk it so I'll splint you up right now and you have to go to an orthopedic orthopedic doctor and then me trying to get a um, an appointment with an orthopedic doctor, I called. I'm like, hey, yeah, this is what happened. The doctor told me I have to say, okay, so I can pencil you in for November 23rd. I'm like, oh, my God. My God. <laughs> At that <laughs> point, I think my arm would be gone already. <laughs> You're like walking in, it just uh, falls off. No. Just <laughs> Fuck. Just missed it. Yeah. Oh, my God. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks so bad. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I was able to get something for like in the next couple of days, but it's still, it, it kind of weirds me out, like how, how the healthcare system here works. Like, because it, this is not the first instance I've heard about like people not being able to see a doctor until like months later. I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, yeah, it can be, it can be a tricky, tricky setup. So <laughs> totally hear that. I'm, I'm just happy you were able to land something. Cause, cause man, like that, that's no fun. And if it is anything that's like, you know fractured or whatnot then it's like yeah i'd like to like to get on that right away <laughs> yeah so <laughs> for sure shoot, man. for sure <laughs> well i'm glad you're in good spirits con- all, all things considered <laughs> yeah all things considered um but yeah bringing it bringing it back to time management it's just it's like life life and everything gets in the way so like when it kind of feels wrong sometimes to just sit and play video games when there's so much else that i can be doing and mm-hmm. it I mean, that's kind of totally hear that. And I, and honestly, like, uh, I, I, I feel like as we've gone through this, uh, us like doing this podcast over the last 30 or so weeks of this uh, weeks at this point, I've slowly like evolved into somebody that like plays games more like all things to, to Doug actually. You're and, welcome. uh, so I've just been kind of curious and like putting more time and it's, and it really is like, I, I, I enjoy it thoroughly. But one thing you absolutely notice is like, you can kind of get pulled into something really quick. And before you know it, it's been like so much time of you trying to like achieve this, like, or like reach this one achievement or whatever. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I spent how much time doing this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, when- it's, for, for me, I'll get like really, really into stuff. Like I'll, I'll fall down the biggest rabbit hole. When I get commit to something like with the gym, I go super hard when with like biking, I'll go biking like for hours on end for with video games. It's the same thing. When I got breath of the wild, the first one, yeah. <laughs> I put like 12 hours into that game. Like the first day I got it uh-huh. 12 hours into it without even doing the first mission, because that map is just 
massive. That's one of the best games I've ever played because yeah. you can you can literally get lost in that whole world for like hours on end and and just and then like I realized, man, I spent twelve hours playing. <laughs> <laughs> It's so it's so it funny. Just like, sucks, man. yeah, honestly, it's it's really funny because like we live we live in this like small this small like mountain town in the middle of Colorado, and uh, and I'll like like when I first start, uh, kind of the same story when I first started playing Breath of the Wild, I found myself getting like absolutely sucked in for all this time. And I was like, look at all this beautiful terrain you can like cover, and then I look out the window, I'm like. I'm a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I could have gone outside. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> you went outside in Breath of the Wild. That's actually, actually, I did split the difference since I since I like since it's the Switch and it's and it's portable and all that. I'm like, you know what? Let me go outside, enjoy the fresh air while I explore this digital terrain. <laughs> so, so I don't feel quite as bad. <laughs> Dude, when COVID first started, like we. Me and my friends played a shit ton of Warzone. Uh-huh. Like, we logged, like, literal days into Warzone. <laughs> like, because it was like, well, get off work, and there's no bar to go to, or there's, like, not much else to do. And then do, especially you know? in winter, it's like, like right. once you get to winter, too. Exactly, dude. So oh, it's yeah. just like, what am I doing tonight? It's like, I'm a, at least there's a social aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, you, you know, you talk with your friends and... It's like better than just sitting on the phone, you know, because you could like, yeah. you know, play the game and do that. But it's like, totally hear it's like, that. Fuck, yeah. dude! I was like looking at the time, and like I, w- I didn't even have the most hours logged into it. Mm-hmm. Like some of my buddies, I was like, holy shit, dude! It's like you have like literally put an entire month of your life into this fucking game dude i was like that is insane yeah i'm like looking at these stats. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that's funny. I feel like. I feel like it also bridges like that gap between like because from I have the same best friends I've had since kindergarten, so it's it's like and they're all spread out across the world. So I feel like games do at at one point bring you together, and you know when you haven't seen them in a long while, you just you log onto a video game, you hop onto a Discord server with them, and like you have the headphones in, and you catch up in a way that I feel like guys. Well, not everyone. I don't want to generalize, but for 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 us at least, like we don't talk a lot to each other. But then when we're together, it's like nothing's ever changed. Yeah. So it just gives us more of an opportunity to do that. Dude, totally agree with that. Like, there's, I I I feel like there's very few few opportunities, and like you said, it it kind of goes for for guys or girls. But like there there can tend to be like very few opportunities for guys to kind of uh one one connect just in general and two like i feel like guys need need uh, like the added dimension of maybe like something something constructive or something like competitive and that's where like doing gaming is like such a good thing because like i feel like that's how like guys do bring up one another is by like giving each other shit putting each other in the ground and then ultimately (laughs) like like everybody just kind of like gets better at this thing that they're doing, even if it's even if it's video games or whatnot. Uh, so I I really like I I genuinely do appreciate it for for that purpose. I feel like that's a good thing. I don't I I don't play online or anything like that, but I absolutely like recognize the the benefit there because it's because that's yeah. the thing, yeah. Um, and I also kind of see it as like it was like kind of the first form of of like some degree of social media to be able to to like game online with each other back in the day before there were even platforms to like stay connected online so 
I, I always kind of dug that for it too. It's a good social tool. We used to play so much Halo, uh-huh. like, but we'd we'd all like sit on the same couch and do it. Yeah, you know, like yeah. we did like four player split screen multiplayer shit. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we do that all the time back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. And then you need the cardboard divider so people don't watch your screen to see where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you fucking <laughs> screen peeker. Yeah, you screen yeah. peeker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Oh my god. That was that was for me, uh, Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare 2. Like that was the that was because I was more on the PlayStation side with my friends and like we'd we'd get on like rust and like the same way that we settle arguments in and uh Smash Bros. Like it rust it's like oh yeah you you think you're better than me all right no let's settle it right now in rust like right mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i guess as, a, as an aside so like the video games the video game uh and i'm kind of curious because i saw you like you're just from like your socials and whatnot that you're into fitness do you are there any particular like fitness goals that you that you pursue at this point or is it just kind of doing it because it's because it just feels good or what's what's kind of I mean, your game plan well, for me right now, um, it's it's kind of like a mental health thing too yeah. because it makes me feel better. It makes me feel a lot better when I don't when I don't go to the gym. I'm all antsy um, and, um, and and anxiety. It's it's kind of like always looming there. Like especially, I guess I'm at that age where like existentialism kicks in. <laughs> and like, oh, am I am I doing the right things? And I mean, with fitness, at one point during the pandemic, like I saw all these fitness blogs coming out. So I thought, oh, maybe that that might be a cool idea at one point to do. But mm-hmm. um, for right now, I, I c- clearly I have to take a little bit of a break from that. But yeah. I'm going to I'm going to stay walking. I'm going to stay, um, you know, stay walking, stay active as much as I can, you know, watch the diet and stuff like that. But yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, I've, I love the whole the whole um you know, watching fitness videos on YouTube, like watching certain people like give the right explanations. I like helping people that are um, that are struggling with with certain concepts because like a lot of people like that. Oh, my God, like the fad diets and the fad workouts and everything. And, you know, even though everyone's different at all, boards boils down to like certain principles, like within fitness itself yeah. and like um, the law of thermodynamics. That's something you just can't break. It's like the if you consume more calories than you burn you will gain weight if you lose uh if you um burn more calories than you consume you will lose weight and it's it's kind of like the whole fitness industry is marketing on on a bunch of these things and uh, i i don't know i i like i like researching all these things out like i said i go heavy into anything that i'm into at the moment in time i, I think when i was small I got into pirates at one point and I was like looking up all these things about like Blackbeard, Edward Teach and like um, all these different pirates. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, that's tight. No, but honestly, like, and I think, I, uh, I think that's cool. Just kind of looking into like just anything that you're kind of getting into, like fully going into it. And, and your take on kind of the fitness industry is like super true where like everyone's trying to overcomplicate things. I think like yeah. kind of just, kind of just looking into anything whether it just be for interest like like for for, exa- for example like you looking into pirates when when you were younger and whatnot all the way to things that like have a direct uh impact on your life such as fitness like people kind of overcomplicate things and uh mm-hmm. and it's like it really doesn't have to be like there are simple basic rules that if applied correctly uh then you'll go far but I don't know. I think we we can all tend to over overanalyze and overthink things a little more than think, we ought to. I think to. the fitness industry is like 
I think a lot of it is snake oil. Yeah. Like a, a good really chunk is. of that is like, I'm trying to sell you workout programs you don't need that don't do anything for you. Yeah. Uh, supplements you don't need. You know, like how many times you see pills for like fat burners? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like uh, people sell vitamins. It's like pretty well known that vitamins don't do a fucking thing for you. Like when they're <laughs> taken in pill form, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. So, yeah, dude, like I feel like, and it's like, yeah, buy this bottle of Centrum that does absolutely nothing, but, you know, they don't, they're not going to tell you that because they need to sell it. Yeah. So, like, I yeah. feel like a lot of that industry is just based on selling something to people that they don't actually need. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, it really, it really, really is um, a lot. Like, they t- they'll take advantage of people, like all these different dice. Oh, no, this is the thing you need to do to get these results. And I'm like, meanwhile, Bro, you're like not to take away from the hard work that you put into it, but you're on a sh- a lot of PEDs, a lot of performance enhancing <laughs> drugs. You are, you know, your whole <laughs> life is dedicated to nothing but fitness. This is the way you make your money. You're on stage. That's how you make your money. And you can't possibly tell people like, oh, just do this and you'll get the same way I am. And yeah, it's just like, yeah, the dishonesty for me is like, it's just what's off-putting in that, yeah. in that aspect. There's so many additional variables that are completely glanced over. Just like like, like you're saying, like, oh, yeah, this is like everything you do. <laughs> and you're talking to like yeah. the average consumer who like doesn't have the time, energy, or wherewithal to be able to 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 do it exactly the way you do it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like I feel like in the last couple of years, like we've really – like at least within the band, like we've really struggled with stuff like that, like being caught in like a nine to five trap, a nine to five grind and, and kind of like breaking the cycle, which is uh, interestingly enough, the last single we released is called Mobius and it's about breaking that cycle and like us being fed up with, with everything. Yeah. With everything that has to do with that. There's a work and then die. <laughs> Dude, for real. Yeah. Um, And, and it's, it's, it's really, it's really exciting with like every, every guest that we have on and like yourself included, where it's just, where, you know, you're trying to just kind of push however you can when it comes to like, you know, like traditional work or whatever, so that you can get ahead and you can like ultimately ride off of this thing that you actually want to do. Uh, and it's just, yeah, I'm always really stoked when I, when I hear about bands or artists being able to kind of break through that threshold of, okay, we're, we're, we're bands and we're musicians when we get home from tour or whatever, we're having to do these other, you know, things that we don't want to do or that have nothing, nothing moving the needle forward for us, like for our actual like passions and goals. We're just doing it because we have to. And it's, and it's, so it's always really refreshing when, when you kind of hear the stories about people that were like, finally got into a place where we could say, where we could say fuck fuck working at jimmy john's <laughs> i say that just because on on like what my first touring experience i was really i was really like surprised to find out that that was the case for some of these other bands like you you understand that like musicians like don't make a, a like a whole lot of money especially within metal or at least it can be more difficult to kind of hit that that uh echelon and uh but you never really think about it where it's like yeah when we get home i'm going to this this stupid dipshit job that i really don't want to do <laughs> it's like yeah, fuck that's why i gotta be in the black dude uh-huh. you know it's like people people don't understand it's like when you had like having kids in the equation and like buying things you don't need 
like not saving money and having debt. It's like those those things are dream killers, dude. Mm. Like if you're not in the right spot, like especially debt, because it's like yeah. if you don't have debt, you don't have to worry about as much as like oh I got to pay this back, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like as long as I can maintain whatever I need, like I can work around that. But it's like if you have a ton of debt and like other obligations, like you, you know this bunch of shit. It's like mm-hmm. it's not going to help you, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's crazy how the school system here doesn't like teach money management at all. Dude, like, for and, real. And, and, and it's just a yeah. perpetual. It's it's just perpetual because like your parents, the parents of the kids do it here, and then the kids see how their parents spend money, and just like as soon as it comes in, it goes out, and people don't people don't see as money as like, hey, you got to make investments that make you money. You got to get assets. Mm-hmm. You can't. You got to save money on the side. You got to have somebody's like read six times dad, your monthly dad. expenses. Yeah. Huh? I said somebody's read rich dad, poor dad. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> My mom got me on that. Like, <laughs> she's like, you have to read this book. Like, uh, first off, like, Dude, and, such a good you book. know, Honest, honestly, like what what he says, what Robert Kiyosaki says, what a bunch of these people say, it's it's true. And like, I'll I'll talk to other people my age, and they have no plans whatsoever. They're they're just buying stuff on their credit card, especially here in Miami. Miami, oh my god, images <laughs> everything. I know people that have no business having expensive cars and living in the places that they do, wearing the things that they do, and I'm just like, bro, yeah. <laughs> Like you, 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 you look. This? You, you might look rich, but no, <laughs> but you're not. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and and meanwhile, meanwhile, you incur like so much debt, and it's like, are you ever gonna pay that back, like, dude? For real, and 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 honestly, it's it's super cool. Like as soon as you like, we're kind of like talking talking the the Kiyosaki talk right there. I was like, dude, heck yeah, because like I I love the prospect of 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 people in in bands like just being fully literate in this stuff. It's uh, because it really requires like having to be like hyper vigilant of like every dollar uh, because mm-hmm. like just to get, get things rolling. And then once you're there, like being able to manage it, it's just, it's important skills. So to know that you have that in mind is, is awesome. And, and yeah, I, I really wish that uh, not even just within like the, like, like metal music community in general, but as you were saying, like in schools period, it's, it's funny that this stuff is glanced over, uh, because it's similar to, uh, similar to the fitness talk a little bit ago, like it, it's really not an overcomplicated thing. It's just a matter of, you know, doing, doing a number of things correctly, uh, and consistently, and then, and then just being diligent and, uh, yeah. And just on top of it. That's really it. Like, um, and you know, coming back to coming back to something that you had said earlier about like bands not making that much money just from like touring and their music and and things like that. Like it's it's also comes back into this. It's like all right, I'm a band. Um, the music, the music videos, social media. That's to promote. How am I gonna make money with this? Like you. you bringing spirit box back into this like i think merch sales is like their biggest their biggest seller Mm -hmm. at this point like their merch and that's the way bands make money now because i do i do also work in the industry like on the agency side like I've, i've done jobs like as a as an artist agent um i've done right now i'm more in like advancing in logistics Mm -hmm. for for these shows and like I'll hear the numbers that are thrown for metal bands. Metal bands make nothing. I think it was like an 80 day, 80 date tour 
And I think it was like $30,000 for the van. And I was just like, Whoa. I'm doing that math. I'm like, man, that's not even a thousand dollars a show. And then meanwhile, like for someone like BTS uh, or like yeah. one of these A-list artists, you have to be in the two millions to even start talking to them about, God, yeah. about your show. <laughs> so it's some, I mean, on one level, it's like, them is this demotivating but on the other hand it's like no i just gotta work harder i gotta work smarter mm -hmm. and have a plan in place you know yeah 100 percent. work smarter harder know what what resources you have to give and how much you're willing to give and what you can expect in a return on you know ex expenditure of those resources and yeah it, yeah it just takes being being calculated like where i guess i guess that's where the overthinking can come into play and where it can get overwhelming because it's like oh shit like yeah. how do i do this but it, it it it'll make it where you can where anyone could enjoy it that much more if you just kind of if you play it the right way instead of i don't know the messy yeah. way i suppose so i feel, i feel like being balanced in anything is is kind of the goal you have to you have to be able to see all aspects of it most sides and like something that i something that i talk about is like being being very moderate in anything that you do it's uh -huh. like here in the u.s for at least from what i've seen it's very polarized you're either one thing or the other and you can't be in the middle because otherwise both sides hate you and <laughs> i feel like that mindset is like it's so dumb it's like you have to be able to see good decisions from bad decisions you have to see one thing and you see how that can be good and bad and you have to see it from all angles and i feel like a lot of people here just don't don't do that <laughs> yeah you know, it's either you're either one thing or you're either with me or you're against me and it's like <clears throat> no yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's and that's the shame is like uh is like it's 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 really anyone can think whatever they whatever they need to or want to and and kind of live the way they want to uh it's uh, it's just a matter of like respecting other people uh being mindful of that being willing to have discourse is a is a huge thing like even if you don't agree with something like just the, the simple act of, of sitting down with somebody and, and trying to, to hear out their perspective in like a cordial environment, uh, instead of completely, like completely just offing the opportunity just because you don't align. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's all well and good. It's, it's totally fine if people are divided or have their own take on whatever. Uh, but if that keeps us like all separated, then that's kind of a, kind of a bummer uh because yeah i don't know diversity of thoughts a, a, a good thing <laughs> yeah because with everything that separates us like everything that makes us unique first and foremost man we're human we're all human beings yeah. and we're, we're all going through it we're going through an experience and you just gotta you know everyone everyone has their own story and you just gotta you can't just make black and white statements based on just one aspect of who that person is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also just like no one can live in a vacuum. Like nobody, exactly. whether, whether that vacuum is just them to themselves or them within like the echo chamber of whatever they hear and, and know best. Uh, like we, we can learn so much. We're, we're, we're social beings. And for us to, to use that tool to our advantage, even in just kind of these discourse ways where, you know, you at least hear somebody out, like you leave, even if you're completely, uh, un unchanged in your perspective, like you at least have new, new information. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that's, that's at least super beneficial right there in and of itself. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, shit, on, on that note, looks like we're kind of kind of coming to time at this point. We always like to make it a point uh, for any of our guests. Uh, we love talking about, about all, all this fun stuff, but we also want to make sure that we give you the platform to tell people what you and what, the, what your band got, has going on. So uh, all that being said, John, roll, red carpet is rolled out to you. Tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find Luxrum, and all things, all things surrounding surrounding <laughs> the two of you. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, we like I mentioned earlier, we just dropped a single. It's called Mobius. Uh, it's out everywhere you listen to music: uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, some obscure places I've never heard of before being an artist like Deezer. <laughs> right, <laughs> um, yeah. We are um, on all social media as uh, Luxram Official. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, Twitter. Um, and yeah, come give us a like. Come come check out what we got up, what we are up to. And um, we have a music video coming out uh, a little later this month. And we have a bunch of new music in the works and a, a bunch of cool projects that we're working on. We have a website that we're about to launch as well. So, yeah, that's what we're up to. Heck yeah! And actually, yeah. and actually, as a, as an additional note, I, I'm I'm really interested. Uh, the the, I guess the the derivative or the derivation of the name Luxrum. What's what's the the meaning or the back background behind that? All right, so we used to be called Epsilon, but um, as we later found out, Epsilon, there were a lot of prog metal band called bands called Epsilon. So we, at that point, we had to go to a draw back to the drawing board. And our last album was about uh, was called Dreamwalker, and it was about essentially a being that like is the reaper that takes you in your sleep and it's like a different reality and everything. So when we were, we went to the drawing board and we thought, oh, this might be cool, light reality. And lux rem are the lux is the Latin word for light and rem is the Latin word for reality. So put that together, you get lux rem. Dude, that's super cool. I really like that. <laughs> I like the name was cool in and of itself, but like just knowing that knowing that backing behind it too, that's that's really dope. <laughs> well, sweet. I just had to throw in that extra question there just for out of my own curiosity. But heck, all you bronzies out there, each and every one of you listening, all of you. Go check out John. Go check out Luxrum. Follow him and them on all socials. Uh, check out the new music video. Check out everything they got coming out. You will not be disappointed. And until next time, Bronzies, this has been Bronze Metal Podcast. <laughs>